Discord. Welcome to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show for friends you can trust. Every week, we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were young, and we aim to bring you honest conversation on relevant cinema. I'm your host this week, Brandon Bulby, and I have with me Sean Bulby and Everett. Hey, Sean. Hey there, Seattle. Everett, Seattle. Why'd I say that? I thought you were Derek. Okay. So on this week's review, we switched it up and decided to review uh, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, new film on Netflix. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that featured review. But first, let's go over some opening topics. Uh, what we wanted to talk about is another film review that uh, Sean and I just watched recently, almost the same night, maybe one night apart, called mm-hmm. Supernova. Um, this is a film that was kind of on my radar for a month or two. It got good reviews. Um, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a kind of a heavy drama, but I really wanted to see it because honestly, because Colin Firth is really handsome and it's kind of a gay movie and i don't know just colin firth over stanley tucci brandon yes and a few of (laughs) my friends have debated this a few times i'm definitely on team colin firth all right Um, but stanley tucci obviously is a beautiful man um i think you even see him shirtless more than firth Mm -hmm. in this film and he's obviously fit in his older age so Uh good on him but enough about the looks of the main stars that drew mm-hmm. me to this movie. Uh, let's talk about, uh, just do a quick of what we thought since this was going to be our pick. Um, maybe I'll start there. Why Why did we kind of want to switch it up, Sean? I, I mean, I can kind of answer it well, a little I, bit. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go? Um... Okay. So to me, uh, that's why I wanted to make this my main review. However, at, right after seeing it, I felt like there just wasn't a half hour's worth of content in this movie to really dig mm-hmm. too much into. Nothing in the movie like it, it was not it wasn't bad. Like actually there's a lot of like great moments throughout the movie, but this kind of film and like kind of it's how brief it is, how slow it is, and really with how little happens amongst this kind of drama, um just didn't like lend itself to an in-depth critique because mm-hmm. I don't really necessarily know how much depth there was besides just learning a little bit about something. Yeah. Um, totally agree. Um, I was probably just going to go along with it and, uh, and, you know, do the root review with you and see mm-hmm. what happens. But I, I agree. I was kind of thinking the same thing. I don't know. There's a whole lot to talk to talk about, especially since the fact that the movie mostly isn't really about anything. And then it becomes about something towards the end. And if we talk about what the movie is about, it really does kind of spoil what, uh, you know, kind of spoil, you know, because that, that doesn't really, really come up surprise to the last, movie. last like act of the film. Yeah. Um, and it's and, an interesting change. And yeah. I'm I'm glad the script focused on something a little bit uh, more unique mm-hmm. uh, when it finally gets that bigger plot point. Um, but yeah, up until then, it's it's doesn't take place in many locations, doesn't have very many people, 
and there isn't much going on until mm-hmm. that switch at the end. Yeah, definitely. And like, um, I guess the the thing that the movie is is about, or at least on it on uh its surface, is it's about Alzheimer's and someone. Say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's about Stanley Tucci is uh going through the beginning stages of Alzheimer's and kind of in you know starting to transition into it it really affecting his life in, in a significant way. Yeah, very early um, stages. Yeah, and um, I guess that's all I'm going to say about the movie, and it's just kind of about them on, on a road trip, uh, traveling around England, um, seeing family and, and being together. Uh, but I, I really did, I mean, not to... Uh, you know, compare it to the father. You just saw the father, um, but I just saw the father, and I just kind of spilled my guts uh, yeah. on this podcast about the father. And I don't know if uh, I have anything else to say about yeah. the subject, other uh, outside of that review of the father. Um, this does this movie definitely does touch on on slightly different subject matter than the father does, um, and it's it's less about that just that perspective of someone going through um, Alzheimer's, but um, more about the communication yeah. surrounding yeah. the people and that it affects. And yeah. um, I don't know, we just need more communication in our lives. Yeah. Don't hold it all in the movies. But I guess I, you're, you spilled, you spilled your guts on the last, on the father uh, episode. I don't necessarily going to do the same thing, but it did like make me like think of a different perspective on a lot of ways I hear people talk about film sometimes like there's, and I've even heard Jeff Kanata on slash film talk about this. Like you always, you always get those people who just like, I just don't want to watch a depressing movie. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I want to watch that? And I'm over here just like, you need to watch it. Cause you need to learn. Like, mm-hmm. um, you think it's hard watching a depressing movie about challenging subject matter. Try living through that like challenging subject matter. Like, mm-hmm. You're lucky. Uh, you know, just those are like the thoughts yeah. that go through our head. It's like, you need to experience the empathy and stuff, but like when watching this movie and with going through what we went through, uh, the, you know, this last season with our grandma, it was, it's like, sometimes you, you don't need, you already know the empathy. You already know the perspective mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily need a reminder that night or mm-hmm. that week or that year to like ruin your night. Mm-hmm. or to make you like sick to your stomach again um oh, Brandon, so it's a it, big step for you <laughs> so like yeah watching this movie and knowing you know what we've already gone through and it mm-hmm. yeah just made me realize like sometimes people just don't need to feel like for a movie to make them feel like mm-hmm. shit I they guess. don't yeah they don't need to see a dead baby on screen or Exactly. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, dying we talked kid. about that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a dying that. kid being thrown up against a wall in the Nightingale. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like um. <laughs> to bring back like that's that stuff in your head. Yeah. Um, so I get it. I will say and, just to to hmm. talk up the father again. Um, this movie really is it. It is a lot more just reveling in that sad sadness it's just kind of it's it's sad and and you know this is how it's sad um but i really do feel like the father is there's a lot more to the father um yeah. and it it really is it made makes you um see that experience in a completely different light 
and the the way that it shows that experience directly through the perspective of the of the patient that is going through it is uh what is super unique and i think is actually really important and really enlightening um which is yeah what, this what this film did so well i don't know supernova doesn't have really a unique perspective mm -hmm. the kind of the way it shows you the illness and what these characters are going through is kind of like the most straightforward way mm -hmm. you could imagine like a movie about this being yeah um it doesn't take like that extra time and effort to think about how it can present you this illness or ideas or putting any extra style into the film mm -hmm. it's just it's a very flat straightforward movie yeah um, I will so also, it kind of loses some points for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I will say there's some some really cute um, moments and there's some nice humor throughout that doesn't really make it feel like a total slog of a movie. Mm -hmm. um, Colin uh, Colin Firth and uh, Stanley Tucci are just delightful to be around. Really good and, together. Um, yeah, really good together. So there's um, there's little extra uh, beats of character that are sparkled throughout, which I appreciated. Yeah, definitely. Um, they get a little more, you know, like the stuff about the stars and the supernova and like their passions and interests and like it really built up these more established people. Mm -hmm, definitely. But yeah, so watch it if you want. Um, I'd recommend. If you Father. don't want to be too sad. Yeah, watch I watch Father. this one if you don't want to be super sad. Watch Supernova if you don't want to be super sad. Watch The Father if. If you want a little more, yeah, or just watch uh, yeah, both. Right. We probably have. This is the movie we're not supposed to be reviewing, mm -hmm. so let's so move we on. Didn't to we're the not movie. reviewing that movie? Okay, we're not reviewing Supernova, <laughs> though it seemed like we did have a decent amount to say after uh -huh. all. Um, but let's move on to the movie we are reviewing: mm -hmm. uh, The Mitchells versus the Machines. Um, this film was directed by, um, yeah, um, <laughs> Michael Rianda, Michelle, Michael. Oh my uh, God. Why was my brain breaking? Michael or, yeah. <laughs> Am I an idiot? Mm, no, okay, there, I'm I don't, I actually don't know how Michelle, like the French Michelle is spelled. Um, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference probably. Okay, let's Gilbert. move on. Um, <laughs> starring Danny McBride, Abby Jacobson, Maya Rudolph, and um, Mike Rianda. Uh, this plot description for this film is a quirky, um, dysfunctional family's road trip is upended when they find themselves in the middle of a robot, robot apocalypse and suddenly become humanity's unluckiest last hope. Uh, so this film just came up on Netflix, uh, which I thought was really convenient. And it's also produced by Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller, As the infamous directors of Into the Spider-Verse and Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs and many other really clever comedies. Yeah. Um, um, and it's Lego only movies. produced, Lego movie, there we go. Yeah. And it's only produced by them. It's not even directed or written if i'm if i'm uh, remembering correctly maybe i'm just totally not uh wasn't spider verse not directed by them but dire directed by someone else they they more hang on hang on you uh, fact check that yeah. while i continue on um uh so that's what that's why i wanted to pick it because they're 
incredible animated producers and or directors with everything they touch turns to gold. These guys are God's gift to film and comedy right now. Mm -hmm. And this film to me absolutely proves it. I could not believe how clever, how well animated, uh, how funny, uh, and how much like depth and heart the movie has, mm -hmm. even amongst its like cliche storyline. Uh, this yeah. yeah, this film like floored me, and just like everything else they've ever like been a part of, this is no different and no less brilliant. Mm -hmm, definitely. <laughs> um, and just to clarify, they did direct the Lego Movie, uh, but they they produced and wrote uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. There's some, but there's some hell of a there's some hell of producers. Yeah. Like, how can you still mm -hmm. instigate this much creativity onto a film that you're only producing? Yeah. Um, they must yeah. just know how to pick the right people. Yeah. Uh, and the director, um, let me go back. Uh, the director, uh, Michael Rian uh, Rianda, uh, okay. he only has uh, Gravity Falls as a, as a directing credit. I believe. Yeah. That's his only thing, which is a, um, what is it? A Disney channel animated TV series oh, that he did for okay. like three years. Um, okay. or so. And so they really dug yeah. this guy out of from nowhere. Kind of. Yeah. I, I have never, mm -hmm. uh, seen or heard of gravity falls. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you just make that leap so quickly. Um, you must've done so what's, something really what's right. your, synopsis of your thoughts on the how good or bad this uh, film may be so this movie is absolutely delightful in every way and yeah i, I totally agree like they they really do have a way of doing character and uh building a world and really creating such a unique style around a concept for a mm -hmm. movie um, clearly shown in you know um, Lego movie and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse perhaps a little you know less obvious in this movie but this movie does some really unique and interesting things visually uh, it's mm -hmm. like the way it, it brings in this super modern I don't even know what you'd call it like um, meme culture and gif culture uh, it's it's which they were kind of already on top of with Lego Movie with like yeah meme humor but but less but like this so is like visually. visual that yeah, yeah it's this it's is all that. over this movie and and yeah you could probably say it's that this movie is kind of a combination of um, the visuals of Spider Man into the Spider Verse and um, the Lego Movie kind of combined and then like taken ten steps further but there's like mm -hmm. you know they're they're mixing like. You, the so first of all just just the visual style of this movie is really interesting i don't even know how style. to describe it i i yeah, like it's, just just the basic like these... visual style of the characters and the world it i don't know how to describe it like look up some pictures uh it's really interesting and it's it's, it's the same conversation people had for spider-man into the spider-verse but it's nothing like that movie. Yeah. But it's still like doesn't look like any animated film. They yeah. came up with a fully unique idea of how to show this movie to you. Yeah. Um, still yeah. using CGI, obviously. Like there's a lot of like real textures 
and real images, mm-hmm. but like just things would be like actual images of things. Like I'm like they'd eat food and it would just be real food, like placed on like the animated like oh, uh, I don't know polygons. If I noticed that. Like, a lot of crazy <laughs> things all over the place that were like real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so creative. Yeah, totally. And, and like a lot of, you know, rainbows just kind of like almost hand animated rainbows just kind of appearing out of nowhere talk- and hearts and things and it, it just all kinds of lightning bolts all over the place. Um, Let me and jump then, in yeah, right there. Before, yeah, yeah, go ahead. On. Because that specifically, like they, I feel like they sat down in a room and they're like, we want to like present that like mid 2000s indie film aesthetic that was so prevalent like around Juno time period with, oh, yeah. I, yeah, with all I that, see that, except for we're going to place this into an animated film, which mm-hmm. has never been done before in like 2021. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, just like all those hand-drawn lines and sketches. Like there was a, there was like a eight year period where that was super like popular to do yeah. in like indie films. And stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I wonder yeah. like what, what I took away from it is that that was kind of this really hyper modern, um, like meme culture, like just putting all, um, you know, right images, yeah, with like the know, monkey like, and like, yeah. yeah, um, doesn't matter how it looks. We're just gonna like fucking yeah, throw it at your face right now. Yeah, yeah. definitely, and it and it's so detailed and so complex. It's it's something that I would, uh, I would probably like hearing it conceptually. I would probably think it's ridiculous and really stupid. I'd probably roll my eyes and and think there's no way you can make that work and that would just be so obnoxious in a movie. But they make it work so well and really make it a part of the of the story and the characters. Um and it's, like yeah, it's her art. It's yeah. like it's her ideas. Yeah. Um in such a yeah, it's it's so clever. Um but that's just uh that's just the visuals um the story as you said is is a uh kind of a little bit of um you know griswold's griswold family vacation um type thing mixed with like just a normal family being thrown into an end of the world apocalypse but it's it just does it so right in so many ways Um, Mixed with the father-daughter dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, dynamic. Mixed with, like, um, having to, like, learn a valuable lesson, wearing its heart on its sleeve of its morals, and, like... Yeah. It's cliche all the way through, and I think it knows it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and it totally embraces it, and... But, like, it, it's one of those things where it knows what it's doing. It knows, like, that it's going down that cliche road, but it still chooses to just do it almost better than anything. Thing, uh, any other movie that I've seen do it like there is real heart to the dynamic between the father and the daughter and then like the mother trying to um, play that role of, of peacekeeping between the two of them and then the younger brother feeling um, abandoned by his sister who's who's going off to college and and like all those relationships and all those dynamics are are so heartfelt and so lovely mm-hmm. Um, and works so well on every level. Um, but also, and so funny, uh, too. Really, really funny. Really it, funny. I, I just like tiny caveat, like not everything lands. Like it goes so far so often that it's okay if some of the moments you're not laughing at and you're like, that was dumb. But then like 
four seconds later, there's another clever idea yeah. that is funny. I think I bought into it really early on and yeah. I was just, I don't know if I had, I don't know if anything missed for me. Nothing. The, oh, I mean, the, I mean like, this is such a small part. nitpick. Like most of it didn't miss. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, and I'm it's curious, non, but... it's that Lord of Miller nonstop humor uh-huh. too. Yeah, like, for sure. That was so prevalent in the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not even in the dialogue. It's like, there's unique jokes within cutaway shots of individual characters while other dialogue is on top of it. That's also funny. Mm-hmm. Like it's just constant and it doesn't stop. And there's always creative ideas. And yeah, one thing with the humor is they also like, aren't afraid. I guess this is more like meme culture stuff, but mm-hmm. they're not afraid to take it to up to 11 on some of the jokes. Yeah. Like they ramp it up so far and make it such a big, like hilarious or like, um, like the Furby. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Like that was so creative and uh-huh. so hilarious. Yeah. And they took it to just the most extreme. Yeah. Even to the point of like, um, yeah. Even like when, when they finally f- like finish him off, I don't know. There's just so many jokes within that one moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mom, when she goes like super, <laughs> Yeah. Insane. Super mom. And then they just like keep coming back to like the blood and the yeah. stuff she says in her dialogue. Yeah. Just like. Yep. Um, yeah. Nonstop. Um, it, everything with the dog was great. Um, yeah. uh, the dog is like the key to everything. Yeah. That's another thing the script does. Like, um, and all like, again, to a cliche-ness is that every single detail comes full circle no mm-hmm. matter what yeah um you know to the point you know like the screwdrivers are like yeah the screwdriver the little moose is like just that little moose that that starts out as just something nice and kind of cute uh like yeah it comes full circle and it's such an important character moment uh mm-hmm. by the end um yeah and then obviously the dog <laughs> uh john the dog's cross-eyedness <laughs> Oh my uh, god, I can't believe what they ended up doing with that. And when that moment happened at the end in slow motion. Um his little twitchy yeah. right eye was like going back towards center. Oh my god. This that's more like in spoilers. Maybe we should talk about those oh, moments. Yeah, I guess spoilers. we're just spoiling jokes at this well, point. I mean, um, we didn't say anything, but um Okay, yeah, we we gave good synopsis so as a way we think. There's Let's also move on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, one one more thing I want to say is like yeah. it's it's concept about technology um, also doesn't uh, fall flat. I think there's um, the whole yeah, just the concept isn't a totally throwaway um, concept cliche. I guess they they even take take that a step further and make that even more interesting than it it needed to be. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's some some interesting stuff. I I loved the, the casting of this movie too. Like uh, Abby Jacobs mm-hmm. as uh, I think that's her name. Abby and was she just in um, Barb and Star? Was she that? No, she that? Uh, Abby from uh, from uh, Broad City. Oh, her. Yeah. Okay. Abby Jacob. Yeah, okay. Abby Jacobson um, okay. from Broad City uh is is katie the the main character uh maya rudolph who's the mom the mom is maya rudolph um she's the snl um lady bridesmaids no i don't 
is she in Barb? She might play a small role in Barb and Star that I'm oh. immediately forgetting. Oh, no. She's in Bridesmaids, not Barb and Star. Yeah. No, I think I'm fine. Bridesmaids. So. She's also in, uh, she's like the judge in um, in The Good Place. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in. She's yeah, great. She's in it. Yeah, she's great. She's absolutely hilarious. Um, Olivia Coleman was absolutely fantastic as the voice of, of the AI pal. Um, okay. And she's just really Didn't good. Always. Um, I want to, I want to talk anyways, about, yeah. Do you have more cast? Uh, I mean, it's, it's such a big cast. It's like John legend is in it. Um, Fred Armiston, Eric Andre, Conan O'Brien's even in the movie. Um, yeah. Did you recognize his voice when it happened? I didn't um, catch it. No, actually, I didn't recognize his voice uh, until I looked at the cast afterwards. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. I want to mention the the length of the film and the way it like structures its like uh, its like peaks and valleys of mm-hmm. it. Like, I think it's so well laid out in what it does. Like, it actually has a really long opening establishing section it's like Mm -hmm. maybe a half hour goes by before anything of the post-apocalypse comes into this film Mm. i think a much lesser movie would have cut out 20 minutes and it would have cut out a majority of those 20 minutes from that opening half hour and it would have gotten into like the second act within the first 10 15 minutes instead of 30 um and i think a lot it relied a lot on that like intro dynamic of all the characters and who like our main like character was and it really built it up extremely well in the first half hour it was mm-hmm. like a very interesting movie in its own right without the post-apocalyptic stuff yeah. i was totally on board yeah for definitely it was already and doing. it's about a filmmaker a, a young girl who wants to be a filmmaker and go off to film school kind of kind of got to me a little bit that was that was pretty mm-hmm. good that was pretty great <clears throat> and all, it's all got the, like yeah all the little it's got these like small climaxes throughout of um their objectives are super clear mm-hmm. and uh this needs to go into spoilers i'll hold off yeah yeah let's um <laughs> you totally agree though like it's um it's so well thought out like we we've said that a few times like uh, the yeah the whole story arc and all the all the plans and i think that that also comes back to the visual style the way that they are able to uh, lay out the details of their plans visually because of the visual style that they went for um, with the movie. It was, it's all just all around super creative, really fun, just an absolute blast. I can't wait for like my niece and nephew and oh, uh, yeah. sister-in-law to see it. Just to and, show people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just super fun. I, I even just recommended it to people at work today. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Highly yeah. recommend it. Spoiler section? Yeah, let's jump into spoilers. Okay. Um, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, don't watch the next part of this show if you have not seen the movie. So here we go. Let's dig into it. Uh, I loved the fact that they were like, we're going to go to the mall. We're going to solve this problem right here and there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, in my head, I was like, there's got to be more to this. But yeah. like... They go to the mall. There's this awesome, huge, like midsection peak of the movie, like mm-hmm. an hour and five minutes in. Yeah, and it's great. It's hilarious, and it like ends perfectly tragic for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, and then 
you already know the next step that they have to go to, which is going to be even more deathly and challenging. And mm-hmm. obviously they make great jokes about that too, but it's like, it's really clever, like how big of a moment they put in the middle of the movie and then gave you just like another thing to look forward to, mm-hmm. um, which, which I think lesser movies, like it kind of reminded me of a Christopher Nolan film in that way, where like they have this like explosive mm-hmm. middle that just works so yeah. well. He always puts those in his films. It's mm-hmm. there's not one climax, there's multiple. Yeah. Um, and even as it builds up to its final climax, like there was still like 30 minutes of the movie left by mm-hmm. the time they got there. Yeah. And it just was this massive action sequence mm-hmm. that went on for so long in a great way. Yeah. Um, multiple things happening within that ending of like the parents getting everyone getting split apart, yeah. like everyone's off on their own, still trying to solve the problem. Like many different key things had to step up their game at the ending for it to work. Like, mm-hmm. like the dog, the cell phone, the mom. The, the screwdriver the mom going crazy because her uh, child and, like it was just and then the dad having to log on to youtube <laughs> dad having to log on to you it's just like That's so it. many his, steps that was his story like, that was his big hurdle that he had to climb <laughs> he had to log on to youtube <laughs> and it was so mind-blowing to the yeah. robots that people could change uh-huh. that maybe they could change too yeah definitely oh yeah and those the two robots that yeah their their whole character arc was just so lovely um mm-hmm. and yeah they were absolutely hilarious um yeah and even like yeah the what the mom had to do and uh yeah let's talk about should we talk about that dog scene the dog i mean, <laughs> I mean there's what, so the, much so many great jokes with the dog uh but the cross eyes the cross eyes the <laughs> and so one to find all it has to do in the whole movie <laughs> And like the the two double images of the phone coming together, yeah. <laughs> and that then was great. Still, it still just hits him in the face. Yeah, it still it's in the face, but still goes into a different pool of water that you yeah. weren't expecting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So good. Um and yeah, <coughs> oh god, getting too excited about this movie. It was really fucking that, good film. Yeah, just the con, and then the concept of that they established really early on of uh dog pig dog pig dog oh right loaf yeah. of bread <laughs> yeah the dog is just like so weird and yeah. hideous that it can't even understand what species or what ob- anatomic yeah. object it possibly yeah. can be and then how that is so important in the end that like they just... oh yeah because she ties it to the front of yeah. the uh and then she shows just... the front of her car just to get yeah. in yeah and that joke or, and then it ends everything. It, yeah. It, oh, yeah. That's the true. dad puts it up on the big screen. It's what ends everything. Yeah. Is that? Um, I mean, not quite because the uh, those other like more pixelated right. ones but, are still yeah. alive. But and that's that like layering of yeah. like major issue, how to solve it. Another issue, how to solve it. Yeah. And it just like keeps going up and up uh-huh. and up. Yeah. With well-established solutions to every mm-hmm. problem that come back full circle. Um, and that I like, wanted to. Yeah. I was just going to mention one more thing about that joke. They made that joke mm-hmm. the the dog pig dog pig loaf of bread joke 80 times in the movie and it yeah. worked every time. I la- yeah. I cracked up every time they made that joke <laughs> without yeah. failure. 
Did you watch uh, this with Kelly? No, I didn't. Um, All right, good excuse yeah, to rewatch it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm for sure gonna rewatch it. Um, you talk about the animation earlier, and the like sci-fi animation of the film was incredible. Like the stuff with the robots and this like secret lair and the like sky base floating out. Like it really reminded me of those like modern like CGI renderings mm-hmm. um, of like what's the like the popular one of Beeple that you know mm. sold the NFTs recently. Uh, it's just like everything is super centered. And mm-hmm. it's just like all these neon, like radiating lights from it. And like, yeah. it's just like this perfect portrait. Yeah. And they, they would like return to that aesthetic throughout the, like, um, the massive apocalyptic ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, uh, it also really reminded me of the like large Hadron Collider and in into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, for sure. Of how they're willing to push the visuals to let like extra mm-hmm. beauty. Yeah. Like the, the abstraction becomes the, I guess the, the set like i don't know um, yeah the ab- the abstract visuals are just now the world that they are operating in um mm-hmm. and like they they made they even made the joke it's like a journey album cover <laughs> or i missed I that know. yeah <laughs> um uh, yeah beautiful beautiful yeah, absolutely animation. um and then like things th- um like the way that the robots moved and operated oh, was oh, really yeah. good and looked so good and like Especially first of all just the, the yeah the bigger robots yeah first of all the the normal robots they had their own like really great creative creative look and and uh way that they moved and like their their gravity gun thing was really cool but then like those those um polygon crazy um uh upgraded ones in the end were so cool like and, teleporting their individual pieces of their body in and yeah, out but yeah. like they would appear in a unique way and uh-huh. formation yeah and like um oh. so many great creative visual elements um i and, feel and like, like it's just time and like money or maybe just allowing an animation studio to like do stuff like that like mm-hmm. i mean pixar has its own aesthetic going but like in everyone's copying pixar like dreamworks copying pixar and disney all these other sure. like even lord and miller's first movie cloudy and chance of meatballs is copying mm-hmm. pixar yeah but they're at this point where like they can get away with allowing a a studio to like express their like visual art in a way that no other like no other films are doing yeah definitely and, um yeah, i mean you'd have to go I, I would give credit to like uh you know japanese anime is doing a mm-hmm. lot of really cool stuff but this is it, this really is com- its own completely different thing and um yeah it's just it's sony animation pictures or S- sony animation studio this is it's the just new like sony their, animation studio yeah, it's freaking awesome wow. and they they um yeah and i guess lord it wasn't sony but uh, it was warner brothers wasn't it lego movie it all kind of started with the lego movie which i believe was warner brothers which um, had a lot of unique visuals but as well yeah like took that chance on yeah super creative visuals there and then sony uh sony decided to just run with it and i hope really hope they keep going and i know there's going to be another spider-man movie which i'm sure is going to be sony did this for another decade and a half and built up a slate of movies like this that Mm -hmm. are trying this hard like 
Like they win. Yeah, I hope so. They I win really, the animation really, battle. I really hope they um, they keep going with this um, and people start to recognize. I mean, obviously, Spider-Man got a, a ton of recognition, made a ton of money. Um, this one, I believe, I actually just looked it up today. Um, it cost a re- between somewhere between. It's a big difference, fifty million and a hundred million, somewhere in there. I don't know what the um, why there's such a big discrepancy, but uh, they sold it for a hundred and twenty-five million dollars to Netflix. Yeah. Holy which is crazy fuck. um and i don't know what wow. it would have made in theaters i would hope that it w- would at least make that um uh, but if not animated all- movies can easily make that yeah, yeah definitely so on one hand that's a that's a huge amount of money for netflix to just buy this movie for um on the other hand i, I do think it w- could have made a lot more money yeah, um, and it was that. It was probably that gam- that quarantine yeah. gamble. Yeah, Do we want to sure. sit on this for another year, or just let Netflix have it and and still make a profit? Yeah, and I I they do st- and um, yeah. So I believe China they still are going to distribute it in China, so they're going to collect more money. That'll from just China, all be profit ho- at that hopefully, point. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that's I really hope they keep they're able to keep going with that um, style. And I mean, this movie is already number one on Netflix. So it, it seems like it's it's uh, having a big splash right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, back to the movie. That's or or not. Yeah, because <laughs> maybe it's been a while. There was one thing I, I wanted to point Good out work. is I mentioned it earlier the the concept of the 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 kind of the message about technology that the movie kind of went for. I really yeah. really liked um pal uh pal's speech monologue um which uh, olivia coleman's monologue about how we you know w- she gives us you know the, the technology gives this us all these incredible things like she goes over everything that technology is doing for us information at, at our fingertips we can yeah you know we can talk to anyone anytime we want yet we just waste it and then we blame the technology for um <laughs> we blame the technology for us fucking it up and ruining it and mm-hmm. um i yeah i just love that message that whole monologue i was just like jaw dropped i couldn't believe it was it was like that monologue was just in this kids movie that it was yeah yeah it so kind of it kind of starts as like the big brain like uh internet like put your phone down and just see the world kind uh, of thing that's all cringy yeah but it definitely like it has deeper insight than that that it yeah. slowly morphs into and i was definitely. really happy about that because at the start i was like oh mm-hmm. um and and f- i think it's following that scene is the great joke of like doing to the to the tech ceo like what people do oh, to their phones yeah, and just like, like rubbing nacho cheese on, on their face, face and, and then she poke, ends poke, with poke, like poke, poke. with like you wrote the code on my face for yeah. my replacement and yeah. you're just like oh God. yeah it's so good um yeah i love that scene i uh, yeah yeah we could go on and on about every five seconds of this film what mm-hmm. clever shit it does but see it for yourself 
for it's sure. a great film and i'm glad we made the switch from supernova mm-hmm, to definitely. uh the mitchells versus the machines yep all right so coming up the following weeks on our schedule obviously possibly subject to change but what we got is uh nick and derek doing shiva baby uh next tuesday um possibly sean and nick doing those who, who wish me dead and lastly for the month um Derek and Sean or me uh, will do Army of the Dead. But we'll figure it out as we get further through the month mm-hmm. and stay tuned every week here, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Thanks, Sean. Yep. Later, guys. Good to see, see, good to see you. Talk to you. All right. Bye.